0: I don't know if you can see, but it is quite foggy and dense early this morning, and there's reason for that. I want to talk with you today about a force that blinds us. I'm gonna, The invitation for today is to live today without any self-righteousness. Now, self-righteousness is a fascinating dynamic and um, brutally destructive in our lives. It's amazing how the two words righteousness and then self-righteousness sound so close together, but they're complete opposites. To be righteous is to be a genuinely good person from the inside, the kind of thoughts and desires and choices and perceptions that come to you. To be self-righteous is to have the attitude or the belief that I am morally superior. And it's both an incorrect belief, but it's dangerous because then it justifies my holding other people in contempt We're judging them, not loving them. But it blinds me to the sin of my own lovelessness. And because the ultimate will of God for human beings, our ultimate destiny, we're made to count, we're made to uh, have an impact in our world to be significant, and the ultimate expression of that is to love, to love God and to love other people. So to be loveless is the ultimate flaw, is the ultimate fault, is the ultimate problem. And self-righteousness enables our lovelessness but blinds us to it simultaneously because it makes us think that we're entitled to actually not love other people because we're morally superior to them. So today, none of that. Now, how do we get delivered from that? Well, that's where... The Bible has a lot to say about coming to grips with my faults and flaws. We'll talk about the celebration of personal inadequacy. When I live in humility and awareness of my own faults and flaws and weaknesses, then it becomes possible to be freed from this problem of self-righteousness, and it's a great relief. I have been reading a book by David Zoll called Low Anthropology, and uh, I'll explain that in a minute, but early on, he talks about a video. You can look at it if you want to. I saw it online, and it's from the London-based School of Life videos on how to get married. Interestingly enough, the School of Life was started by a philosopher, Alan de Botton, who is uh, not a believer, but writes quite respectfully, wanting to learn from religions and want to try to um, make available to human beings some of the wisdom that is being lost with the loss of religion. He's one of those people where, uh, of course, I don't agree with him on some real basic notions like the existence of God, but there's wisdom and a mind and concern for humanity that uh, I find really appealing. This is what he writes uh, about this attempt to update the traditional marriage service for the post-religious crowd. The first order of business in this reconfigured ceremony is called the Ritual of Humility. Each party, dressed in their finest, faces the others and reads from their personalized book of imperfections. This is a wedding. They say, for example, I'm not good at communicating my feelings maturely. Or I tend to assume if you're upset, it's something about me. Unromantic as this first step sounds, it flows from the conviction that humility is the most important emotion for the success of a relationship. This is just true. It's in Scripture. It flows from Jesus and his cruciform cross-shaped life, but it's just true. As the voiceover tells us, self-righteousness is, after all, the great enemy of love. In other words, if you're focused on your own rightness, the other person in the relationship will inevitably appear wrong. You will wonder why they cannot change to be more like you. It's hard to be in a relationship with someone who never says they're sorry. Today, as you seek to live a day without self-righteousness, look for opportunities to sincerely say to somebody, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And it's not impossible to be loved when you never let your guard down. True intimacy requires vulnerability and forgiveness. So why not make that explicit on the big day? After the reading, the couple looks each other in the eye and recites in unison, neither of us is fully sane or healthy. We are committed to treating each other as broken people with enormous kindness and imagination when we can manage it. This modest declaration elicits a smile, even a chuckle from the -the onlookers, but they're not done. Um, with the ritual of humility. Next, the congregation chimes in with a recitation of their own. As one, they issue the following affirmation. We are all broken. We have all been idiots and will be idiots again. We are all difficult to live with. We sulk and we get angry, blame others for our mistakes, have strange obsessions, and fail to compromise. We are here to make you less lonely with your feelings. We'll never know all the details, but we understand. David says he's shown that clip at least 30 times in public, and every time he shows it, people laugh. And generally, the older the crowd, the more they laugh because they just know, yep, that's true, that's me. We are idiots. We are all idiots. And yet, that's not the only truth about us. And it does not need to stop you today from making this day count for God. There's a wonderful verse in the 4th chapter of the book of Acts Peter and John in the name of Jesus have brought healing to a man and their religious leaders in their self-righteousness in their judgmental certainty about their correctness and their desire to remain in power try to stop Peter and John and Peter and John they actually Peter actually says I'm not able to not talk about this man not able to not Speak and teach in the name of Jesus. And uh, uh, the text says, when the religious leaders see their boldness, their courage, and reflect on the fact that Peter and John are unschooled ordinary men, unschooled agramatai, like grammar school, no particular education, not the smartest guys in the room. And then ordinary idiotes, and and we get our word idiot from that. We're all idiots. But then it says, they took note that these men had been with Jesus. And I thought about uh, those three ideas, to be uh, not educated, not real smart, to be ordinary. Not special, not beautiful, not gifted, just ordinary, but with Jesus. And how often I desperately want to avoid the first two. I don't want anybody to think I'm not smart. I don't want anybody to think that I'm just ordinary, not gifted. And yet how often I fail to pursue the second one, which is to be with Jesus. And with Peter and John, and in the community, in the fellowship of the broken hand, where we celebrate personal inadequacy, It is being with Jesus that makes the difference. Because there has never been a less self-righteous person in the history of the race, the history of humanity, than the most righteous one, the only fully righteous person who ever lived. To be righteous is to be the opposite of self-righteous. It is to be um, open, humble before God, so that He can help me see the wonder and goodness In all of his creation, which is often hid and dimmed because of what's in our hearts. And to be able to see that in other people, to be curious and wonder about them. So today, live a day free of self-righteousness. We are idiots. We are all idiots. We are broken. We are sinful. J.K. Chesterton said what's amazing about Christianity is that there are some philosophies or traditions that have a real high view of human nature, very optimistic, very idealistic. And then others that have a real low view can be quite cynical. He said, Christianity has at once an incredibly high view. God, you've made us just a little lower than the angels. We're made in the image of God. And an incredibly low view simultaneously. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. What is more wicked and deceitful than the human heart? And yet God is at work to redeem it. And so I recognize in the ritual of humility, in the ritual of humility, And the celebration of personal inadequacy. I need help. There is nothing inside me that entitles or warrants me to be puffed up. And yet, and yet, and yet. My friend Jesus is with me. And he offers me forgiveness and grace. And the start of a new day. And the chance to work for him. And love other people. So today... Be on that lookout. If there's moments when there's a bit of contempt or a bit of judgmentalism or superiority to somebody that you go to school with or somebody that you work with or those people who are wrong about religion or wrong about politics or wrong about, just ask God to snuff it out. Bring that confession back to mind. God, help me to remember how much I need you. Help me to remember that we are all broken children. Live today in the celebration of personal inadequacy and your humility will shine a light into the darkness of folks all around you. I love you. Thanks for joining us here at becomenew.me. If you'd like to receive the daily emails that go along with each video, let us know at becomenew.me at gmail.com. Or if you want prayer, you can text us at 855-888-0444.